Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Last night on KO, we saw Tales from Tiger Town Part 2. Part 1 was sensational. I really enjoyed it. Part 2, I enjoyed just as much. A bit more of a controversial episode and a little bit more raw. Obviously, the Tigers are going through a bit of a tougher trot than they did in the first few weeks. A really interesting documentary. And look, before I say anything negative about the West Tigers or anything that I see or anything like that, or, you know, obviously it was a, a set of games that really didn't go too well for the West Tigers. So there is going to be negatives come out of it. But I've got to say this, the biggest positive, once again, well done to the West Tigers for opening their doors to do this. There's a couple of moments, especially in part two that we saw where I'm sure Madge would have just sat there and gone, fuck, I just want to give this thing away. I do not want any cameras in this room right now and mate he just copped it on the chin and he's dealt with it and I think well done to him he's moving our game in the right direction it's fantastic to see what under all the Tiger boys that have got on board with it you know it's very easy when you're losing games to back out of this sort of stuff and go fuck everyone's just going to bag us everyone's going to say we were distracted by the documentary and all that I think it's fantastic for sport I think this is the right direction to be heading and as I said when I talked about part one it's really easy when you're winning games and you're winning premierships to do documentaries and do videos because you've got the runs on the board these guys don't and they're putting this sort of stuff out there. So well done to the West Tigers. It's hard. There's going to be absolute kaplunkers out there that are going to give them shit for it and say they're distracted. This is why they're winning games. That's bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, guys are allowed to have activities outside of rugby league. Yeah, they're allowed to do this sort of stuff and it's good for our game. There is no doubt about that in any way, shape or form. And look, part two I thought was sensational. Opened up with the opening scene with... uh, uh, one of their true fans, a lady that spoke about how she went to Leichhardt High School. Uh, she she bragged about being a cheerleader. Ha- had a good sort of sort of humour value to it. She introduced us to her dogs. One of them was named Tom Rodotticus. Had a nice little touch. Obviously, she was a fanatical Balmain fan. Her husband was a Western Suburbs Magpies fan. So when they merged together, she spoke about how that just formed their marriage. And that's what rugby league's built on, you know, those sort of fans. I, th- I think it was an unreal way to start that one. Uh, we then went into a little clip that was at a pub in 
in Balmain somewhere. I'm, I'm not exactly sure which pub it was, to be honest with you. I'd never been there. But it was like a trivia night going on. They had some of the Tigers legends there. I know Robbie Farrell was there. Benny Elias was there. Uh, Blocker Roach was there. Paddy Richards, of course, was there as well. And there was a moment there where Blocker said to Robbie Farrell, you know, how are the Tigers going? And he said, oh, you know, they're going all right. They're just trying to find their identity. And that really stood out for me. You look back at that 2005 side, their identity was that they would chance their hand. They would throw the ball around. They would take risks. And they had guys that were willing to take risks throughout that team. But the guy steering the ship was Scott Prince. Yeah, and he was critical in every single thing that they did. But they had a small mobile back pack sorry, that could ball play, that could move the ball around. I've told you that story a few times from Matty Johns going to West Tigers training in 2004 and watching what they're doing, going, mate, why don't you do this on the weekend? And Tim Sheen sort of said, oh, it's coming together. You know, they're starting to get used to it. It'll start to become second nature. In 2005, everything just clicked and they won that premiership and they had a real identity. I would then say 2010, 2011, they also had an identity. Benji Marshall was the best player in the world. Robbie Farrell was just scheming around the ruck all over the place. They were an unreal footy side. Since then, though, they really have lost their identity. Benji Marshall, he has walked in and out of this side. There's been so many roster changes. Robbie Farrell has walked in and walked out of this side. So many coaches have been through this system. The West Tigers have had no identity for about a decade now, and I still don't think they do have an identity. I still think they're trying to work out who the hell they want to be. I think they know who they want to be, but they haven't worked out who they are just yet, realistically, the West Tigers. And that moment really stood out for me to have a, a you know a club champion like Robbie Farrow, who's on the coaching staff, saying that. That stood out for me. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Another thing that Robbie said is that he thinks that Madge just needs to take the shackles off a little bit. And I sort of agree with him, to be honest with you. I, as I said, I, I think they struggle with identity. I think they've start, they're always trying to be the team that they're not. I look at guys, and I watched them on the weekend, and you know what? I know they had a soft game and whatnot, but uh, Luciano Lelour is the classic one to me. Now, later in this pod, in this uh, documentary, they actually talk about Luciano Lelour in depth and talk about him being a real locker room guy and the sort of character he is. And I remember watching him coming through at the Dragons just thinking, my God, the skill set on this guy is unbelievable. He has got so much talent. He's got such a rare offloading ability that is similar to guys like Lauer TT, like Sonny Bill Williams. He's just got an ability to be able to offload the ball. Is his selection as good as the other guys? No. No. No way. But I think that they've pushed a guy like him in the wrong direction. I think that last year they turned... Like, I remember I drafted him for Supercoach thinking, here comes offload City. I reckon he had about 12 all season. I watched him on Sunday playing for the West Tigers. He must have had 10 in that game. Like, And that's the sort of football Luciano Leilua is. And I think that when Farrah's talking about letting Madge take the shackles off them a little bit, I think Luciano Leilua is a perfect player to be doing it with. Another one is Adam Dwayne. Just let him go and play eyes up footy. He's not a... He's not a genuine 5'8", but he's a footballer, and you just got to let him go. Um, so I, I thought that those comments from Farrell were really interesting. Obviously, a guy that can be very polarizing, very opinionated, but he's within that camp. Yeah, It's in his best interest to say everything positive that he possibly can. I thought for Farrell to be honest in those moments, I thought that was really good to see, and shows where they're at. Now, look, the, the first game, and this is what I spoke about when I reviewed part one, that this game was going to be so interesting because Tom Rodotikas, he unfortunately died the week of this game. Uh, the West Tigers playing at Leichhardt Oval against the Cowboys, who I think people forget the Cowboys team was going like a busted asshole. They looked fucking awful to start this season. They were atrocious. And the Tigers, with all the emotion playing at Leichhardt, it just, it should have meant so much to them. And you could see before the game when Madge was talking to them. I mean, he was so keen to rip into this team and, you know, show our fans what the club is all about, is what he said. Tommy was the guy everyone wanted to play with and he wanted them to be that same guy. And 
I mean, I was so confident that day the Tigers were going to win off simple raw emotion, and they had to. It was it was the day for Tom Rodoticus, and for them to come out in that game, they were down 28-6 at halftime. They were booed off at Leichhardt Oval. Aim to remember Tom Rodoticus. I mean, that game was an absolute clusterfuck. Yes, they came back in the second half, but they lost 34-30. to Conceded 30 points to the North Queensland Cowboys, who in 2021, they started... Terribly, I think people undervalue how or forget how poorly this North Queensland Cowboys team started this season. They were absolutely terrible. And, you know, I, I, I remember watching this game and just thinking the Tigers are going to shit in here and the Cowboys, they just kept putting on points. Can, can I just remind you of their first few games? They lost 24-0 to the Penrith Panthers in round one, the Cowboys. They lost 25-18 to the Dragons in round two. They lost 44-8 to in Townsville to the Gold Coast Titans. Then they lost 48-10 to to the Cronulla Sharks. And then they came out and put 34 points on the West Tigers. I mean, this is a game that the Tigers should have never lost. Yeah, this was ridiculous. To lose this at Leichhardt Oval, devastating. Um, and look, they made a bit of a comeback in the second half. They didn't show what Madge said at halftime because I imagine that would have been probably one of the biggest sprays of his lifetime. So they probably held that one back. And you saw what he said after the game. And they were all sitting there, and Madge just walked in and said, I'll see you at 3 p.m. tomorrow for our video session, and walked out. And it's interesting when you pick and choose these moments, you know, where you really let them have it with a spray and when you don't. And I would have thought this was a moment to let them have it. And look, it's probably lucky that he didn't. In hindsight, it was probably a good decision that he didn't because they did need it more later on. Um, look, the, the second game was against South Sydney, and this is one of the most unfortunate games of the season for the West Tigers. They were up 14-6 with about 15 minutes to go. Uh, Cody Walker splits them apart. I think he put Dane Gago over a try on the left side. And then all of a sudden, it just turns to total chaos. Adam Reynolds hits the first ever two-point field goal in rugby league history. Um, then they get a penalty for him to kick it in, for Adam Reynolds to kick to win it from about the tram line. So not... You know, not an overly difficult kick. Certainly not a difficult kick for a guy of Adam Reynolds' caliber. And there's, you know, there, there's that great scene there that you've seen on social media the last two weeks of Adam Dwayne getting stuck into him, verbalizing him, and he manages to miss it, which was great. And then comes the moment where, where Jake Simpkins, he's at first marker, and you can hear Madge commentating it. He goes to get up, and he sort of says, "Come on, Jake! Come on, Jake! Come on, Jake!" And you sort of, and when I first saw it, I, I sort of thought, "Who's he talking to here?" And, and then I realised it was Jake Simpkins at first marker, and you see Damien Cook gives it to Burgess, and he just goes straight through the hole left by Jake, and you could tell straight away in the drop in Madge's voice how disappointed he was in that moment. And as he goes, he says, "Come on, Jake! Come on, Jake! You're a footballer! Come on, Jake!" knowing that Jake Simpkins should understand that moment that if you're at first marker, you are the closest man to that ball. You need to make that extra effort on that last play to make it count. Unfortunately for the Tigers in that moment, Jake Simpkins didn't. And I think it's a moment that he has learnt from. I think it's a moment that he would have, that Madge definitely would have reminded him of for a long time that in that moment they needed him and he stood still there. And it sort of summed up where the West Tigers are at at that point. Close but just no cigar, just not good enough. And in those crunch moments, in the 81st minute when it counted, they needed a West Tigers player who was in the best position to stand up, to stand up, and Jake Simpkin didn't. Tom Burgess went through. Of course, he scores a try. It looks like a knock-on. Lukey Brooks, he goes the length. You see the celebration, you see the happiness. 
and then it just gets turned on its head. And that is just one of the lowest points I imagine in Michael Maguire's career. You've you, you got to remember the history of that moment as well, of course. Madge, he's just come from coaching South Sydney. You've got Adam Dwayne here, who he's brought over from there as well. So there's a lot going into that game, and that would have been absolutely heartbreaking for the West Tigers, considering where they're at in their season as well. Look, the game after that uh, was Tigers versus Manly, and uh, there was essentially no verbal during this game. It was just background, essentially sad music with a montage of Tom Travojevic, DCE in four, and absolutely torching the West Tigers, absolutely destroying them. And this wasn't fun to watch. I remember this day. It was Anzac Day, and uh, yeah, it was not pretty to watch in any way, shape, or form. It was really hard to watch, to be perfectly honest with you. And by this point, I mean, the Tigers, I think they're one and six, one win, six losses. Um, not really looking great at this point. It's it's looking like a complete and utter shit fight, to be honest with you. And then that's when they sort of lighten the mood a li- little bit by bringing in Joey Leilua. And you have the fans talking about how much they love Leilua, how infectious he is. And you see his sort of, um, his demeanor around training. He just looks to be well like one of those great locker room guys. And, you know, it just gave me another reminder of the sort of person Leilua is. For the last 18 months, we've he's been portrayed on a rugby league field to be this just hit up robot who's a defensive unit when realistically he's the loud he's the exuberant he's the he's the live wire sort of guy and he needs to be expressing that through his football in my opinion and you know what you will see him over the next few weeks do it once the West Tigers season is gone the pressure's taken off him you'll see Leilua play his natural footy and we'll all go holy fuck wow this guy can play this is how he should be allowed to play all the time in my opinion their next game of course came against Leilua's former club, the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, they get a big rev up before this game about scoring tries. The game's sort of in the balance. Uh, Zach Sini scores a try. They go berserk. His fan in the crowd, they get it taken off him. He scores again. Unreal moment. Um, there's a moment in this where the ball gets taken in goals, and Dane Laurie, all 84 kilos of him dripping wet, he takes on the Dragons, and he burrows his way out of his in goals. It was one of the highlights of the West Tigers' season for me. They go on to win this game 16-8 you see during the week they go and have their video session and Madge pats him on the back and he says I love this feeling I want this feeling back last week it's all cuddly and and I, I just you know at this point they're two and six I mean I just I don't really understand the way that Madge goes about this sort of stuff sometimes and maybe I am being too harsh I don't know maybe you know obviously it's easy in hindsight when they go out the week after and they get slapped by the Titans and I've got that hindsight view but I just feel like there are a few too many cuddles for this team as they go. And I think that's sort of been the problem with the Tigers for a while. And, you know, I've had a lot of people message me and say, geez, Madge isn't the hard-ass that I thought he was. And I'm like, you know what, he isn't. But, fuck, maybe he should be. Maybe he should be. You know, that, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I just, I just don't see much changing at that club anytime soon. I hope I'm wrong. And I, n- nothing would make me happier than to be wrong. Um, but then that Titans game comes. And he talks once again about being the player that you want to be. And this is the first game being played out at Campbelltown since Tom, Recon- Tom Rodotic has passed away. So another you know, another big emotional moment. And I know people say, oh, sometimes emotion can, can be the worst thing for you. But fuck, I mean, I, I think you have to... You ha- There has to be something inside you as a West Tigers player that wants you to get up for this game. I mean, I, I, I've got no affiliation with the West Tigers. I don't, I don't support them. I don't have a heap of time for them, as you guys know. But... Fuck, as soon as it's anything to do with Tom Rodotic and him passing, I want to see the Tigers score 50. I want to see them celebrating. And I feel like the Tigers boys, they didn't seem to come in with that same sort of attitude against the Cowboys. And this game against the Titans, another one that they should have won, in my opinion. Um, 
very disappointing. Um, it was 18-0 after 12 minutes. They let the Gold Coast Titans score off the kickoff. And you know what? Like, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a sensational play. It was a two-man spread they went through. I mean, it's not that wild to think that your fullback standing under the sticks waiting for a two-pass to get the ball. Like, it, I don't understand how it just broke down so easily in a game that, like, their, their season is, is on the line there. I understand it's week eight, but you're two and six. I mean, if you let it go to two and seven, I mean, what chances have you got of playing finals footy in this competition when realistically, your draw hasn't been that hard? It hasn't been that ridiculous so far this season. So I don't understand how how they come out and play the way they do in some of these games. And I know it's easier said than done. I get that. But I mean, you know, their first few games, they hadn't played a Penrith Panthers. They hadn't played a Melbourne Storm. Yeah, they played Manly in South Sydney. Um, but, I mean, still so many tough teams to come after this. I don't know. And the thing that stood out for me in this game was, you know, that they were down early. They did make a little bit of a comeback. They end up losing 36-28. to 28 And Madge gives an all-time spray. And it's one of my favorite lines, to be honest with you. I thought it was hilarious. Um, he points out that, oh, we won one game. We beat the fucking Dragons. I thought that was unreal. Great little bit of banter there. And, you know, I, I, I would have said the exact same thing after that game. You know, I would have said the exact same thing because they did beat the Dragons, who... Yeah, okay, they're almost in the eight. But in any other season, would the Dragons be anywhere near the eight if the top five weren't so dominant? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The entire season, would, would this St. George Illawarra Dragons side of 2021 be anywhere near the top eight? I don't believe they would be. Dare I say, I, I, you know, I think the Dragons are a better side, but the Tigers definitely are on the same par as the Dragons for me. They just don't play to their potential anywhere near enough. But you could say the same about the Dragons, realistically. Um, and he says that, you know, Madge said to all of these players, you've got to look in the mirror, a lot of you guys, because you've got to grow up. You've got to be ready for first grade football. He mentions they got a heap of Reggies down there who are ready to rip in. He's had that opportunity taken off him now. None of those guys are playing footy at the moment. So it makes Madge's life really difficult when you, you haven't got that extra group of players below this first grade group to bring them up. It does make life difficult. Uh, but, you know, he put all their jobs on the line and, you know, we, we haven't seen it yet, but in the next part, they do bounce back from that. They win the game the weekend after against the Newcastle Knights. But, you know, obviously that Newcastle Knights team still missing a number of troops from it, you know. Um, not a full-strength Newcastle Knights team, realistically. Uh, from memory, no KP, no Mitchell Pierce as well. So very, very far from a full-strength Newcastle Knights team. Um the week after that, I believe they had another win. I think they went on, went on a little run here. I'm just getting their draw up to have a look what's to come in Episode 3 of Tiger Town. Um, so they beat the Titans. They beat the Newcastle Knights. They then get done by the New Zealand Warriors 30-26. to So another high-scoring game where they score 26 and lose. Uh, they then beat the Dragons again. Then they beat the Penrith Panthers, uh, a team that, you know, obviously was missing a heap of origin stars. We all remember that game. And then they get beat by the Parramatta Eels 40-12, to get beat by Melbourne 66-16, to and then South Sydney 38-22 heading into the bye. So we've sort of covered this extensively over the last few weeks, how the West Tigers have been going and how this tough draw has just completely fisted them. But 
is the reality of rugby league. You're going to play hard teams, you're going to play hard teams back-to-back, and you need to find a way to win these sort of games of football. So, look, well done to the West Tigers. I think this documentary is unreal. I think it's been really tough on Madge. Hopefully, it sheds good light on some of the good stuff that he is doing. And, you know, I'm not calling for him to be sacked or anything like that. I said at the start of the season that I don't think he will see out this year. Uh, but that doesn't mean I think he's a bad guy for the job. I'm not sure who is the right person for this job. Uh, it's a really difficult one. But well done to the West Tigers for putting this documentary documentary out it is unreal I hope I didn't come across too harsh on them but you know it is disappointing when this team when the big stage is called not even the big stages when just the emotional stage is called where your fans they want you to put on a good performance because it's a special occasion you're remembering a club legend and they can't get up for it it is a serious serious worry for me uh, hopefully the West Tigers they can finish this season well they had a good win on the weekend against the Canterbury Bulldogs uh, coming off a very disappointing game to the West Tigers and Manly before that they finished with the Cowboys the Sharks and the Penrith Panthers and the Canterbury Bulldogs once again so fingers crossed we can see a big month to finish this season for the West Tigers because I think that you you fans of the West Tigers you guys def- definitely deserve better than what you've got this season it's been another disappointing one by some form of miracle they're still in the hunt to play finals footy they're in 13th at the moment I think they'd have to win out just about every single game they could maybe drop no they probably can't even drop one they have to win out every single game Uh, I think all those games are winnable for the West Tigers except probably the Panthers game but once again there's a really good chance the Panthers might be resting players in that game so really could be anything that one Uh, I don't think the Tigers they'll be playing finals footy this year I tip them for the spoon so they definitely haven't played that poorly and on top of that you had games against South Sydney where they were right in the balance they could have won that game quite easily they probably should have won that game a couple of other games that they let slip as well so you know, if they just had their heads in the right places in the crunch moments and if they started games the way that they finished them, like the one against the Cowboys at Leichhardt Oval, this could be a very different story and they could quite easily be playing finals footy. But it's those little moments that they divide seasons, they decide seasons, and then quite often it's those little moments that decide whether you're sixth or 14th. That's how close this competition is, especially in the back end this year. It's just been insane. Once again, what well under the West Tigers are putting all, everything on the line. It's a very ballsy play. I absolutely love to see them do it. It might sound like I'm being negative towards them, but I think I've got so much respect for the Tigers for what they've done and to have the balls to do this. Not many clubs would do it. So good on the West Tigers, good on Michael McGuire, and good on the players for getting on board with it as well. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts.
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.